Blog Talk Radio. a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together. We'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Preparing for the New Age, The Books of Alice Bailey, Part 4. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust, and Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric, literature. And those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The books that I have written are sent out with no claim for their acceptance. They may or may not be correct, true, and useful. It is for you to ascertain their truth by right practice and by the exercise of the intuition. If the teaching conveyed calls forth a response and brings the flashing forth of the intuition, then let that teaching be accepted, but not otherwise. I think one of the, uh, one of the problems that I have when I look at all 24 books is how do you get started? I mean, you know, there's uh, there's mm. book one, there's no book one, book two, no. book three. Uh, there's no enumeration of a logical sequence. So how does one get started with all these different books? That's a, a frequent question, and um, we always encourage people to begin with the the title, the theme of the book that speaks to them most um, urgently because that probably touches on the next thing they need to understand. We're all in a on a path of spiritual development or unfoldment and there are certain lessons and um, teachings that each of us are confronting in a particular lifetime, certain themes that seem to dominate a lifetime and they might differ from person to person. So we never... Uh, have provided a set order for reading the books of Alice Bailey. Uh, As I mentioned, my first book that I bought was Esoteric Astrology because I was very interested in astrology. 
but I wasn't ready to read and study it. I didn't understand it at the time. The first book I read was Initiation, Human, and Solar. The first book Dale read was Esoteric Psychology. Everybody starts at a different point, but there are themes or um, certain subject areas under which all of the 24 books can be grouped. And that's why the booklet, 30 Years' Work, which we're offering on this program, is so useful, because it provides a, a quite a full precy of each of the books, one by one. If you read that uh, booklet, you'll get an idea of the content of each of the books and pretty well be able to determine where you should start in. We've been talking about some of these different um, themes that run throughout the books, we haven't said too much about the theme of group work, and yet it's one of the most unique aspects of the books of Alice Bailey. The idea, the whole concept of spiritual group work is a, a theme that is of huge significance to the coming age, and I think we are just taking baby steps into that age where groups of men and women will cooperate in spiritual endeavor not only on the outer planes but subjectively through conscious shared recognitions and um, what are some of the books that have to do with group work well certainly the discipleship in the new age uh, volumes there are two volumes of that called discipleship in the new age and that uh, is essentially two two volumes having to do with a a group of um, students of which Alice Bailey was one of them that was um, <clears throat> led by this Tibetan uh, master of the wisdom as he was called and uh, it was a group that he formed together and th these people were not all together they weren't a, a, uh, all together in one place they were scattered throughout the world at that time and he wrote letters to them and tried to uh, explain and <clears throat> to the next step that they each should be taking in their work and he goes into very detailed instructions about these what these students should do to uh, improve their take their next step to help them take their next step and some were successful and some were not so it was kind of an experiment, but that was kind of the beginnings of, of understanding what real group work could be in a subjective sense. Don't you think that some of the concepts given in discipleship in the New Age about group work would apply to any, any people who are working with others in some shared endeavor, whether it's an office or a laboratory or whatever? Well, certainly. Um, I mean, we all know from one on one level what group work could be. I mean, everybody's probably a member of some kind of a group, whether it's a family group or your office group or your uh, the community, <coughs> community groups, groups or service groups or whatever. But it, it's a collection of people who come together for a common cause and, and do some kind of work. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> or just sit around and Right, but, uh, <laughs> or argue, <laughs> <laughs> and but that's sort of the beginning. But the group work we're, we're talking about in these books carries this into the more subjective realms, and, and so it's where all the members of the group 
And they could be scattered throughout the world. They don't have to be all together in the same room. But uh, they're engaged in meditation work. They're all engaged in the same kind of subjective meditation work. And they're cooperating at that level. And this is a whole new way of understanding group work. And I think that's a, it's the most invaluable uh, kind of teaching and kind of realization that uh, a group of people <clears throat> scattered throughout the world can uh, engage in a all the same meditation at the same not at the same time but the same meditation work building a thought form on a particular theme of that meditation work and I think this is a, a new realization that uh, is very uh, beneficial to the whole theme of group work Another um, theme that uh, turns up in a number of the books of Alice Bailey has to do with what she called the New World Religion. Sometimes that's misunderstood. Uh, She was not advocating uh, a new religion to replace all existing religions, not at all. But she was trying to explain that underlying or perhaps transcending all of the major world religions is a unifying a set of spiritual values that when they are recognized and appreciated will constitute a kind of a uh, a world religion we won't stop being Christian or Buddhist or Jewish or whatever but we will find common ground among our fellow um, uh, religious um, adherents when we recognize the thread of uh, spiritual truth that runs throughout all the great religions. And um, she laid out those four or six uh, components that unify and and, uh, un- and uh, link many of the world's religions in her book, The Reappearance of the Christ, and I believe also in the book, The Externalization of the Hierarchy. Also along that theme, she wrote extensively about the cooperation still ongoing between the Christ and the Buddha, which underscores the the powerful link between the East and the West. She referred to them as the two brothers. And, of course, the Buddha came out of the Hindu tradition of ancient India. Christ came out of the Jewish tradition. So there are four world religions linked right there. And she believed that um, Muhammad um, uh, gave out his teachings um, in a way that linked him to the ashram of the Master Jesus. There are lines of relationship that um, can be seen spiritually that if they were understood and appreciated would dispel the religious antipathies that so uh, shame our present human status. Yes, it it shows that all most all of the major world religions stem, form, or originate from a central source, mm-hmm. and um, there there are not these di- divisions that exist at the level of the spiritual hierarchy. They've transcended all of that, and uh, the religions that have grown up in the world that have been created by human <coughs> human beings. Um, are simply um, the diversity, <coughs> uh, 
the diversity of human thought that has created the outer religious expressions, but they all come from a central source, a central beginning. That central source, as far as the human being um, experiences, it comes through the soul. And uh, the theme of the spiritual psychology, the understanding of the human soul as as a, a psychology, is developed in a number of her books, Esoteric Psychology, Volumes 1 and 2, are quite a different approach to the psychology of the human being than we find in the more um, orthodox, traditional psychological schools, which tend to focus on human illness and um, uh, problems. The approach of esoteric psychology is to focus upon the soul and its redemptive healing power for whatever ails us we find our our healing in the relationship we build with our soul and the same is true of groups and nations there is the healing of the national psychology that comes through the awakening of the national soul and that's the theme of the destiny of the nations yes that's a fascinating book too because it (coughs) it demonstrates it shows that Nations are like, well, they're a collection of human beings, and uh, <clears throat> most of the major nations of the world, the more developed ones, have soul, have a, a national soul, they have a personality aspect, and uh, this book, The Destiny of the Nations, uh, gives the different ray qualities that are being expressed through these nations, and uh, it's, it's, if you put that together and look at the United States, the things, the uh, ideas that are working out in the United States, for example, or in Britain or in Russia, then you compare it with the, the outline of, of the ray qualities that are given in the books, and you see there is a match there. And uh, this is not made up. These qualities are working out through these nations. So I think that's another fascinating way of, of looking at the uh, uh, the different themes in the books. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Preparing for the New Age, the books of Alice Bailey, Part 4. Uh, we have something for free for you, and everyone likes something for free. I know I do. And at any rate, the, uh, what, what we're giving you is a pamphlet. It's, uh, the title of the pamphlet is 30 Years' Work and Sarah alluded to it a little bit earlier. There's a uh, precis in the pamphlet about uh, each of the volumes, each of the 24 books by Alice Bailey, the esoteric philosophy books. And I think that it helps you if you want to start reading the books of Alice Bailey. It helps you to take a look at uh, all of these books and kind of an overview and get an idea as to which one you'd like to begin with, which one you relate to the best. So what you need to do if you'd like to take advantage of this offer is to give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. That's our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. And give us a call and ask for the pamphlet, 30 Years' Work. That's the overview of each of the 24 books Alice Bailey wrote. The easy way to remember our 800 number is one 866 NY Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. Our website www.lucistrust.org. 
www.lucistrust.org, and you can find out uh, a lot of information about Lucis Trust by keying into our website. Many people uh, key into the website because they like to listen to the previously archived library of radio shows, and there are so many of them right now, many, many topics about the from the Alice Valley books. So, also, if you'd like to uh, send us a donation, you can certainly do so by sending it to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Why would, well, why would you want to send us a donation? Because that's what keeps us on the air. Those of you who have been so generous to uh, offer your support, um, and many times it's been large donations or, and a lot of small donations, but collectively that, that's what helps us to pay for this radio show, and we certainly appreciate that. And... Um, um, once again, if you'd like to send a donation, send it to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You know, <clears throat> Mark Twain once said, I love to read Mark Twain, I read so much of his literature, that he once said that uh, put five people, lock five people in the room uh, and representing the major religions, and if you come back in two, uh, two hours, they will have all killed each other. And yet I go to the Lucis Trust uh, meetings and I see people and hear people from a diversity of backgrounds of uh, religions and they're all in harmony and somehow Sarah and Dale are able to harmonize that diversity. Uh, could you tell me how to do it? Because that would certainly enhance my interpersonal skills a lot if I could learn that. <laughs> well, I, I think that um, probably there's more that we have in common than not, because most people who are interested in the ageless wisdom and uh, the work of Alice Bailey and writers of her level are people that probably haven't found their spiritual need met through the more um, recognized and traditional ways of grouping people spiritually. They might very well be followers of particular religions, but they're also looking for something a bit more. And I think the people who are deeply involved in a particular particular religious uh, tradition probably wouldn't find themselves drawn to our work so much. But when you begin to look beyond the borders of what you were raised to believe, and when you feel a hunger that seems to want more than um, what your particular tradition and past have offered you, then you might um, uh, explore the ageless wisdom. So there's quite a lot that people have in common with each other, even though we all come from different backgrounds. And As I said, her books have been translated into many of the world's languages and are read and um, sold uh, in most nations of the world. So there's no particular culture or religion that can claim the books as its own. They transcend those differences. Well, I think I was thinking too that um, if you pick up one of these books that seems interesting to you and you sit down to read it and say, I can't understand a thing, I can't understand a bit of this, okay, that's fine. We Uh, all start that way. Yeah, put it up on the shelf and then give it uh, a year. And come back to it, and you'll be surprised how much you do understand. I mean, this I hear this from many of the students in the arcane school that we have. Uh, they don't grasp all the teachings at first either, but 
so many of them have said, well, I've come back to this book that I've had on my shelf, uh, one of the Bailey books, and I sit down to read it again, and I understand it so much more, so much better, and I can understand everything that says. So there's an inner growth that goes on in your consciousness that we're not aware of. There is this inner awakening, and it's being driven by that search within you for something better, for something more, for something deeper. And I think that's the driving force that you have to uh, allow to happen. Another beautiful aspect of the effect of the books is the realization that it awakens in each of us that we belong to myriad groups, that we are not the isolated individuals we might have thought we were. We have the, well, the first group we know is the family. Then we experience uh, groups of friends, of, of our school, of our occupation, our community. Some people have a strong sense of their particular ethnic or tribal group or religious group or national group, but we belong to many groups, and the awareness of group consciousness is what is a really significant, significant aspect of the books of Alice Bailey, because that is the, the way in which human beings will approach spiritual development in the coming age the day of the isolated individual lonely on his own spiritual quest those days are gone and the the coming age of Aquarius according to astrology is the age of group work group cooperation with the plan and you can see it in the world you can see it working out in in the wonderful work of people in all fields science government economics where they are working together sometimes not on the outer physical level, but they are working together to solve world problems. And this is why the work of the UN is so significant, because it provides a structure for these groups to work together. I've been in Geneva, for example, where the World Health Organization is headquartered, and I've sat at the breakfast table listening to people from many different parts of the world, judging by their physical presence, discussing what to do about bird flu. And that, to me, is an example of group work that is really a wonderful aspect of the coming cycle. The Alice Bailey books are full of teaching on group work and how it should be done. It's not easy for egos to come together and cooperate. Yeah, well, that, that's the key there. You see, it in any spiritual or any real group work, uh, the little ego has to kind of step aside. And that's where so many groups uh, fall flat and fail and fall apart, where the little ego gets in the way. And it's it's, but in true group spiritual work, the little ego has to stand aside because there is the greater whole, the greater issue. And in case of uh, bird flu, uh, you know, it it could be a world epidemic, and that must be the driving force, and that must be the interest for all people in the group and not their own little particular national interest. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a matter, that's the, the great thing about spiritual group work is that <coughs> it, one must let go of the, spir of the little ego, the little self, the selfish little self to, uh, in order for the greater 
uh, work to be uh, done. Some of the books that are especially good on group work, if you want to read them, are a treatise on white magic, Esoteric Psychology, Volume 2, The Externalization of the Hierarchy, and The Problems of Humanity are four books that are especially um, useful on what she called the new group of world servers. Each of us can take our place in that alignment of souls. Each of us has an affinity for some field of service, not necessarily on a great level, but in cooperation. If we're interested in government, for example, we can join the League of Women Voters. We can work in voter registration drives. We can work on referenda that we think will improve the life of our community. Every one of us can find some aspect of the divine plan in which our little portion of uh, energy can be contributed. And the Alice Bailey books are so wonderful on helping us to recognize our particular individuality in terms of the whole. Right, and the books also give uh, an idea that uh, it's not just us down here, here at the physical level, uh, working out at these problems and making all kinds of mistakes and blundering along because we, it's also very evident in the, these teachings that there is a spiritual hierarchy, as we've mentioned before, a hierarchy of great <coughs> beings who have transcended, who have gone through the human stage, so they know what we're going through. And uh, it is these, this spiritual hierarchy who are not necessarily in physical bodies, so we can't go out to, you know, see them standing on the corner somewhere. They're the kingdom of souls. Right. And that's the great next stage in consciousness towards which human evolution is taking us. And it's <clears throat> the spiritual hierarchy that is greatly emphasized in this spiritual teachings of the Bailey books because they are the guiding lights, the guiding principles that are guiding human beings in our work. And they assure us that uh, we're not left alone, but we are needed. The hierarchy works through humanity, and particularly through the new group of world service, and that means through every one of us who wants to respond to the divine plan. We can either look at our personal lives and say, well, these problems overwhelm me, I'm of no use to anyone, or we can say, yes, I have my problems and my limitations, but I'm in a place where I can help. My little light can shine where I am. I can bloom where I'm planted. And uh, the Alice Bailey books help us to recognize where our soul has placed us and what our soul is seeking to manifest on behalf of the divine plan because that's why we're here. We're not here to suffer and uh, indulge ourselves uh, selfishly. We're here as part of a vast system of relationships and when we awaken to that life really becomes meaningful please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Trust and that's the uh, the pamphlet which is free by the way what we have to do is give us a call a pamphlet uh, entitled 30 years work and 30 years work uh, it's an overview of each of the 24 books Alice Bailey wrote absolutely no charge just give us a call ask for it 
Give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. We have 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.